everyone, and welcome to Minute 79 of Season 4 of Movie Around Minute, the daily podcast where we take a hilarious and poignant journey through the 1989 Billy Crystal Meg Ryan rom-com, When Harry Met Sally, one minute at a time. I'm Rob, and joining me once again today is Sean German of the Next Scene Podcast. Welcome back to the show, Sean. Hey, thanks for having me back. Glad to be here. I hope I'm uh, just appropriately for the occasion. Um, well, I, I hope so. Did did you rent the tux, or did you, uh, or did you just this, weigh your own? This this is a rental. Yeah, this is a rental. Okay, all right. It's it's, it's a good move because you know it is it is just a few hours. We, we've we've yeah. already discussed. You know, you don't need you don't need to spend yeah, that I, much money. You know, on something that you're just gonna wear just for a few hours, right, or in well, our I, case, just... or in our case for for about thirty seconds. <laughs> Well, all week. I, I've been in it all week, so uh, oh, okay. I'm gonna get my money. I'm getting my money's worth out of this rental, but uh, yeah, it's 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 gonna be due back Friday, so um, we, we will need to wrap things up on time. But uh, but I'm good. For mm, I don't know. I think I think you might. I think you might need it next week also. Uh, I'm not okay. sure. All right. Oh, actually, have you know, what? maybe maybe you might have to leave early. I don't know. <laughs> I'll have. To, I did get the tux insurance though. I did oh, okay. have the tux insurance. So good. Uh, good. So be careful. Going so so if you spill any wine on it, you're, you're you should be fine. Mm-hmm. That that works. That works. <laughs> okay. So I will say I will just jump in on on that. I just remembered I was invited to a wedding. It was a cousin of my wife, um, who lived in sort of the Virginia Washington D.C. area, Northern Virginia, and the wedding reception was at an embassy. And I forget what country it was, but like what you know, one of the countries has an embassy, and you could rent a room, um, like in you know in the physical embassy building for your wedding reception. Um, and they couldn't serve red wine. And it was because they had, or what I heard, um, was that the, the carpets or the rugs in that room were so valuable um, that they couldn't risk anything that would stain it. So apparently like white wine, if you spilled it, or you know, if you had a, um, you know, a martini or something like that, that, that spilled, they could clean that, but red wine would stain. So um, there was no red wine at this wedding reception because they were worried about uh, you know, stains in, uh, in, in the rugs. So, uh, yeah. So I don't know. That's a thing. That's a story. That's, that actually, that's actually a really cool idea. <laughs> I yeah, mean, I'm so, assuming yeah, it so wasn't that cheap renting it though. I, no, I'm, I'm guessing not. I'm guessing it was, it was not, I was not involved in the planning and, and thankfully not in the paying. So I don't know, but I'm guessing, but, uh, yeah, you know, cause we were talking earlier about like wedding dress insurance and, uh, you know, worrying about red wine or so forth. If it's, um, you know, if it's a rental gown versus something you bought. So, uh, you know, this was not, uh, you know, not because of the wedding gown, but uh, be, yeah, again, because of the rugs in the, the reception venue. Um, but yeah, so, you know, these things come into factor, what, you know, what you can serve, um, you know, what might cause a stain, what might spill and, uh, um, you know, what, what it might spill on, whether it be a wedding dress or, uh, you know, the rug and, and so forth. So, uh, you know, it's very complicated planning a wedding. There's a lot of, a lot yes. of things to consider there apparently. Yeah, which is why most people prefer to just do it once, and that's it. You know. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's why that's that's the best move. Do it once, get it over with, and then uh, you never have to worry about that again. Which ho- hopefully will be the case here. That's correct. Minute seventy nine begins with Marie and her father finishing walking down the aisle, and ends with Sally having a conversation. Mm-hmm. So things start off with. The you know we, we we ended things yesterday with with Marie and her assumingly her father walking down the aisle, 
uh, he brings her to to the end of the aisle. You know, Sally has moved off to the side. Jess moves closer, and you know her her father gives her a kiss, and then Jess takes her arm, and they start uh, you know walking uh, towards the the priest. And the first thing he does is he he lifts up her veil. Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, do, do you know anything about various religious customs as to why, uh, first of all, why there is a veil and why they lift it up? Do you have any, any idea about that? I, you know, I don't know for sure. My guess would be this would have something with if this was sort of a, an arranged marriage or a situation where the bride and the groom have not met prior to the wedding. And so at this point, this is like, you know, this is the big reveal. This would be the first time that the groom is seeing the bride with, uh, you know, the lifting of this veil. Um, okay. Either that or, or maybe maybe in the old days, the tradition was you didn't know where you just like, okay, you know, you're going to be marrying someone, um, you know, from the groom side. And, uh, you know, it'll be a surprise, uh, you know, who, who shows up, you know, who, you know, it's like, um, you know, like, let's let, let's make a deal where, they, you know, they draw the curtain or they open the door and you see what's behind it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you um, want what's behind cut number one, or do you want yeah, cut number one, or, or do you want what's in the bar? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, no, but I don't. Yeah, I don't, I don't know about the the history of of this veil thing, but I have a feeling um, a podcast host is about to tell me. <laughs> well, first of all, has 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 your 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 Bible study? Do you know anything about uh, stories in the Bible that we're dealing with weddings and and possibly veils and things like that? Do you remember from your Sunday school days? No, or? I'm trying to think. Like I know, um, I know there are there are married people in the Bible. <laughs> Very um, good, John. Yes, <laughs> there are married people in the Bible. <laughs> um, but I, I, you know, I, I don't remember any stories about any particular wedding. So I got okay. Well, in in the Bible, there's the story. There's the story about uh, Jacob. Okay, mm-hmm. who who married two sisters, uh, Rachel and 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 Leah. No, Rebecca oh, was his mother. Close. Rebecca, Rebecca was okay. his mother. So maybe it wasn't close. <laughs> well, that goes okay, back to but... the incest incest comment from the other day. No, <laughs> we're we're staying away from that. Um, no, so uh, yeah, Rachel and Leah, of course, yeah, Jacob. We all... Exactly. So the, he 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 worked for his uh, future father-in-law Laban for for seven years in order to be able to marry Rachel, and then at the wedding, you know, he or he found out the day after the wedding <laughs> that it was actually <laughs> Leah that he married. He married. <laughs> You know, he was tricked by Laban to, to marry the other sister because she was the older sister and he wanted her to get married first. You know, so. Right. So from <laughs> that point on, it was instituted that you actually, uh, you know, look at the bride beforehand to make sure yeah. that you got the right one. <laughs> for, for obvious reasons. I mean, again, there's there, there's there's, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of different stories about what really happened, you know, that that Rachel apparently did know. Uh, that they were doing this, and she and and Jacob was scared that that Laban would do something like this, and that the the two of them set up a signal so that he would know that it is her, and she didn't want to embarrass her sister, so she gave him she gave her sister the the sign also, mm-hmm. so that uh, you know she knew that this is what was going to happen. She knew that her her sister would eventually uh, you know marry uh, marry Jacob, so. Yeah, so I mean, I can I can only tell from from the the you know the the biblical stories that I know. I mean, I know that there are probably are other religions that that have uh, veils 
and will explain, you know, that have different reasons of, of why they do it. I mean, uh, a lot of it has to do with modesty before God. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, you know, and if the veil is white, it's the idea of chastity and things like that. Mm-hmm. They are now something that they became something that, that was that was much more used. You know, it became much more popular. Right. Uh, you know, to to do that, uh, you know, over the course of uh, of of the years. So yeah, that that's why they have the the veil, and and then the priest starts to uh, you know they they sorry. First of all, we have uh, Sally and Harry, you know, flanking them as you know Jess and Marie are standing in front of the the priest, and the priest has a very long, I guess, uh, spiel <laughs> that he's yeah. saying. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the typical one that we know from 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 most uh, movie and TV weddings. You know, we're all gathered here today to celebrate the marriage of Marie and Jess and to consecrate their vows of matrimony, the vows they will take to join their lives, the wine they will share binds all their hopes together, and by the rings they will wear, they will be known to all as husband and wife. And wife. And that's it. You know, yeah. marriage. <laughs> love, true love. Exactly. Yeah, you know, we see, uh, Rob Reiner likes to have weddings in his movies, I guess. <laughs> he does seem to have a thing for it. And um, Marie is wearing that dress that we saw the previous minute, which, again, yes. uh, not mm-hmm. a big fan of those particular, you know, that style of sleeve. But uh, I, I like the dress. I like the her simple jewelry. She's wearing a, you know, a pendant that's just a simple, you know, diamond or some sort of clear stone. Um, you know, very simple. Um, yeah. I think a very beautiful bride and, uh, yes. you know, a, a lovely ceremony. Yeah. So what I found completely shocking when I did a search on IMDb, there is no credit for who the actor who plays Marie's father, which, okay, he doesn't have any lines. I can sort of understand that. But the priest is not listed there either. Oh, my. Yes. I, I could not find anything about that. The only... <laughs> the 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 only thing that comes close is is a man telling a joke at the wedding. <laughs> I don't know if that's considered the priest, you know, with the way that I don't I don't know if you really consider this a joke, but but yeah, yeah, it's it's very interesting that they uh, that 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 they do that. And what I love about the conversation here, the, or the, the the speech that the the priest gives, you know. The the camera is focusing on Harry and Sally. It's not focusing on Jess and Marie. Mm-hmm. You know, most times when you're watching a movie and there's a wedding going on, there the <laughs> the the movie is focusing on the bride and groom. Right. And here it's looking at Sally and Harry's reactions to everything that's going on. You know, and the two of them keep looking at one another. You know, because they're 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 both very uncomfortable and they don't know how they're supposed to be acting towards one another here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it, it, it's great to see I, that. Yeah. I noticed the blocking, the way they're set up. So it, at least for part of the minute. So we're, um, you know, we're behind the officiant, the, you know, the judge, the justice of the peace or the, you know, the rabbi, whoever's performing the ceremony, we're, we're seeing them from behind. And then we see that, that, person is flanked on either side by Harry and Sally and then um, then behind them is Jess and Marie which is which is odd so from 
you know, kind of the perspective of the audience, the people that are attending this wedding. I don't know. I guess I don't know that's really considered an audience. But anyway, from the people at the wedding, like Harry and Sally are in front of, you know, are, are closer to the, you know, the person doing the wedding. They're kind of more upstage than or, you know, further than the people that are actually getting married, um, which is something you I, I don't think you would ever see at an actual wedding. You know, it kind of works. For, um, well, you might see you know, an actual wedding, but the, the the cameraman wouldn't be focusing on it. Well, yeah, <laughs> you know? the camera, yeah, you wouldn't have the cameraman there. It, you know, it is kind of odd. Like they're not, um, yeah. Usually, it's the couple that are getting married that are sort of closest to the person who's performing the ceremony, and then there are attendants. You know, the kind of the wedding party are further back, but uh, yeah, you can see they're actually closer to the person doing the wedding than uh, than the couple. But uh, you know, it's not. It's um, you know. That's that's the film. It's not when uh, when, when Jess married Marie. It's when Harry met Sally. So uh, correct. Um, but it also right. if it was when Jess met Marie, we would have just a very short little you know <laughs> conversation about you know right before they they go to the yeah. to the restaurant and then have dinner with the four of them and then and then they get married and that's it you know yeah yeah <laughs> um, but yeah so we you know we see them the camera focuses on that certainly they have an unobstructed view as they can look you know the past uh, you know kind of past the the main characters in the wedding um are not you know the, the main characters of the film can kind of see each other and look past the main characters of the wedding so to speak right exactly they, they, they do a very nice job of that and uh, i again it still baffles me that the priest is not listed in imdb <laughs> yeah it's so weird because i can see you know at this point um, you know, at this point in sort of filmmaking history, it's not that uncommon that minor actors there are actors playing smaller parts wouldn't be credited, but that um, in the eighties, I know, think in the eighties by that point they did, were crediting. It was you know if you look at movies back in the thirties and forties and maybe even the fifties, actually even the sixties too, there are a lot of non-credited. Right. When you do get things like you know there's there's various you know waiters and uh, you know other. Uh, you know, other minor characters that do get, uh, you know, credit in the film. Maybe it just comes down to, uh, you know, who's got the, the better agent. Um, you know, if, if you're a joke teller at wedding, you, you know, that guy had a better agent or a better manager than uh, than uh, Marie's father. Apparently. Yeah, but, but again, Marie's father doesn't have any speaking lines. So, you know, he wouldn't get like sad credit or anything like that for this. Right versus some Italian joke, but also, but a little surprised. Like for IMDb, usually even someone who isn't credited, you know, credited usually they the add time, them themselves. They will, you know, <laughs> the, you'll find out you've got, you know, there's a long list of of uncredited roles, which is it's funny. You actually got um, looking at the IMDb and, and which characters are kind of listed uncredited. Um, we actually have um, like Ingrid Bergman and Claude Rains listed as uncredited actors from the scene where they're watching Casablanca in the film. Yes. Mm -hmm. So you haven't, you know, which obviously, you know, when I, maybe not obviously like, so they're not listed, um, you know, at the end of the film in, in the credits, but they're listed in IMDb as uncredited actors. And they just, they occur in a film that the characters are watching. They're not directly in this film themselves. Right. Right. Like for instance, they have, they have someone uncredited as a school professor. Like mm -hmm. where would we have seen, where have we seen a professor? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, so another thought I had in terms of, you, you know, talking about, um, you know, a very minor role, uh, you know, we, we just see, you know, someone walking, 
Marie down the aisle and, you know, does, and then lifts the veil but doesn't have any parts. Sometimes they'll grab someone. Um, you know, this could have been, you know, like, you know, an, an assistant producer or assistant director. Um, Correct. You know, mm -hmm. you know, just someone who was on set and be like, hey, do you have a black suit? Great. Put it on. You're, uh, you know, you're going to be the father of the bride for the scene, for this, you know, quick walk down the aisle. Like, uh, I, and I don't know that happened in this case, but certainly that that does happen sometimes where they just kind of pull someone on set and be like, all right, stand here. Don't say anything. Ready. Action. Correct. Yeah. Correct. And and then the, the scene changes and we're now at the wedding reception and we hear music yeah. playing and we see like a, a six man band. Mm -hmm. And they, they do a great shot here of panning the room for mm -hmm. us to see, you know, the, the various guests and everyone who's there. We see we see a photographer standing close to Jess and Marie taking pictures of them. You know, which which t in today's society, things will be a little different because of of digital uh, technology. You know, when when people yeah. are at weddings taking pictures, you know, they they have the ability, you know, to 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 I guess waste film. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, yeah. even though even though obviously they're not using film, but to waste the 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 different opportunities of of film. Yeah. In order yeah. to get as many pictures as possible, you know, and then we we can actually see at some point, uh, Harry standing and talking to two men. You know, mm -hmm. which maybe maybe one of those is the joke teller at the wedding. I I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. I'm, but I like yes, yeah, it kind of sets the scene. And, yeah. uh, well, I do like, and I, I decided to put in, but I just want to say, I love I love live music. I like seeing a band versus just you know a DJ playing pre-recorded music. So you know, I like that they you know live music and uh, you know live musicians uh, playing. So that's always nice. And yeah, there's this nice little pan across from the band to the crowd. We see the. Uh, you know the happy couple sharing a dance on the dance floor, and then uh, yeah, then across to Harry, who is yes, he's 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 standing with two other gentlemen, but he is um, he's his attention is somewhere right. else. He's looking off in the that's distance. That's right. He's he's looking at them and then looking off into the distance. You know, and, and as that's happening, we hear the voiceover. We hear, or not even a voiceover, but we hear the sounds of Sally talking, and she says, "I've never seen her so happy. She's a totally different person." Oh yes, she is. And then we hear someone else say, it's great. Yeah. And so it's, I, I actually think it's great the way that they do this is that, you know, we have the camera panning and it's focusing on, on, on Harry. And then we hear Sally talking and it basically shows us the anchor that basically he's, he's paying attention to Sally here. You know, even though he mm -hmm. can't really hear what she's saying, but he's paying attention uh, right. to what Sally's doing and how Sally's, uh, yeah, you know. Yeah. So I I, I like the right. way they and, do that. you know it. Yeah, in in this crowd, in this reception with all these people, like he is he's aware of where she is, even if he's not yet. Even you know he's not talking to her, he can't hear what she's saying, but he is certainly aware of of where she is and kind of keeping track of uh, of her movements through uh, through the reception. Yeah. 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 So that, that that really works very very well. The way they do that. So one of the things that, that they mentioned in the commentary is they, they keep talking about the fact that, that the the day that they were filming the scene, that, or the days that they were filming the scene, they, they would always be going to some restaurant nearby, and they would constantly be bumping into John Gotti and Sonny the Bull <laughs> in this restaurant. So it's great that Billy Crystal you know, mentions that. 
I, I don't know who Sonny the Bull is or was. I know who I know who John Gotti was. You know, but the, you know to mention mm-hmm. the fact that that that's what you know watching this scene reminds him of of uh, of Gotti is just great. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I mean, I guess you can, you know, from context, you could have figured, you know, Sammy the Bull, uh, I think Gravano was his last, Sammy the Bull, Gravano was, uh, I get, you know, an associate of, of John Gotti, was sort of someone in, in that, uh, in that line of work, as they say, so. Uh. Right, okay, that works. Do you have anything else you want to say about the, uh, this minute before we get into the script? Yeah, just real quick, I like the, the last thing we see before we cut from the ceremony to the reception, the last shot, I think, I think it's the very last shot of, of the ceremony mm-hmm. is on Harry. And it's, um, yeah, he just looks very uncomfortable. Like you were saying before, like he just, you know, he's not sure what to do, um, which he should be fine. It kind of goes back to where we started at the beginning of the week when he says, you know, isn't it nice that we're comfortable in the scene in the restaurant where he's like, you know, isn't this nice? We're comfortable. We can just sit and eat. We don't have to talk. Well, here is a situation where, they like absolutely are not expected to talk. Like they should not talk at all. Like it's, you know, their part is to stand there and be silent and, you know, just kind of be witness to, to the wedding. Like it's, you know, they don't have a speaking part, but yet Harry seems very uncomfortable um, standing there silently. And I, I think Billy Crystal does a good job of, of communicating that just, uh, um, just kind of the look on his face, the way he looks at, at Sally and, and, uh, the way he stands there uh, kind of communicates the, the discomfort that he has. Um, so, yeah, I thought that was, you know, kind of good communicating where he is, you know, in this moment. Correct. And then that, 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 that works. Know, and then that, yeah. that's kind of all I okay. have. Okay. No, and it, it works yeah. that way. It works the, the way that they do that because it's, it's, uh, what do they say? It's, it's telling us by showing or it's, it's. Right. Yeah. Showing. That it, no, well, right. It's showing that it's, it's telling us by showing. That's what it comes yeah. down to. You know, we can we can feel yeah, yeah. the the uncomfortableness of Harry, who you know tomorrow we'll get into okay. the conversation and and that completely negates it. But that's a separate issue. You know, we'll we'll, we'll talk about that tomorrow. Right. Well, you know, a reason to keep people to come yeah. back tomorrow to listen to us uh, explain there that reason. Go. So the the script for this entire minute is actually three lines. That's it. There is absolutely no speech from the priest. It's just descriptive. And we don't even have Sally doing her conversation either. It just says, Harry looks at Sally as she comes down the aisle. Sally looks at him for a moment, looks away. And then it, it switches and it goes interior, wedding reception, entrance and kitchen, afternoon. A band is playing. That's it. <laughs> That's it. That's all there is. <laughs> so tomorrow we'll, we'll right. continue with that part. So... Every Thursday, we have a segment called Off the Beaten Track, Dating Courting Edition, where my guests will give uh, some sort of story, anecdote, uh, adventure, misadventure, something that happened to them over the course of their life that has something to do with dating or courting. So, Sean, you have another uh, story for us? <laughs> um, I have another series of words that I'm going to a say. series um, of words. Whether this whether this arises to, uh, you know, to form a story or a narrative, I'll leave that to the listener to decide. But um, yeah, so uh, I guess a little bit of a, a defense of something that my wife and I do as uh, as a couple that uh, apparently is not notorious, well, I guess questionable. Uh, I guess, you know, some people question, I, and I didn't realize that when we started doing this, that this was uh, maybe something we shouldn't be doing, something, some some things that some people disagree with, but uh, so we play the game with the middle seat on an airplane. 
So when we are flying somewhere, if um, uh, you know, if, it, if it's a layout in the airplane where there's there's three seats in a row, um, and we're picking seats, we will try to find a row. Um, if you know, if there's three empty seats across, so we will pick the seats. Uh, you know, we'll pick the aisle seat and the window seat, and leave the empty seat in between us. Um, and the, the goal, of course, being that subsequent people who buy tickets for this flight and then pick their seats, they're not going to want the middle seat. So if there are any empty seats left on the flight, there's a good chance that, you know, that empty seat will be one of the middle seats. And then maybe we'll be lucky enough and we'll have the middle seat between us. And then, um, you know, we essentially each get a seat and a half. You know, we have the whole row of three seats, um, you know, to share between the two of us. And then, um, you know, if someone comes along, if someone does have that middle seat, then usually we'll offer to switch. And, and, and my wife prefers the window. So then I'll offer to move. I will give that person an option. I'll say, well, um, you know, hey, do you, you know, you have the middle, which you prefer to sit on the aisle and I'll take the middle seat. And usually they do because most people don't like to be in, you know, the, the middle of three seats in between two strangers. Um, well, in, and in the middle, in your case, in the middle, in the middle of two people who are not strangers. Well, yeah. well, no, I mean, yes, no, I know, I know, I know, I know. We're not, not strangers to each other, <laughs> yeah. right? People who are who are not strangers to each other. Um, and apparently, like this is, uh, you know, I, I've read a few things online recently that, um, yeah, this is this is not to be done. Like some people consider this route to, uh, you know expect someone else to move their seat or to you know kind of play games with the seating arrangement that uh you know some people will say well you know if you're traveling together and you want to sit together you should just go ahead and and pick seats together um so i was kind of surprised because we've um i don't think we've ever had an issue i don't think any and and usually these days um you know most flights are full airlines have kind of cut back on the number of flights that they book um, and I think the purpose, you know, that they want to ensure, uh, you know, an empty seat on a flight is, is money lost. So, you know, they, they'd rather have fewer flights, but have them all full than rather have, uh, you know, an empty flight or a flight that's got lots of empty seats taking off. Right. So, um, you know, so 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 this usually doesn't work. Um, and certainly more recently, it has worked less often. There, there have been times, though, um, you know, it's worked out very well. But when it doesn't work, I think every time we've offered um you know, that person, a chance to switch seats, they have taken it. They said, oh, yes, I'd rather be on the aisle than, than be in the middle. And, and then we just switch and, and that's fine. Um, but you know what? If And I think it's it's sort of the expectation is we know going in, we are taking a chance so that if, um, you know, if we happen to book seats that are not next to each other and the person in the middle says, you know what? I, I like the middle and I don't want to move, then, uh, you know, we're not going to fight about it. I'm not going to make a big deal. I, I know I'm taking a chance going in. And if the person decides that they don't want to switch, then, um, then they, you know, then we end up, we're not, we end up not sitting together. Um, but, you know, but we recognize that, you know, when we, when we try to kind of play this game that, that we're taking the chance. So, um, yeah, I don't really understand the, the controversy over the practice, but I know that there's some people um, that kind of don't, you know, don't think it's something we should do, but I will, I'm coming out and saying, you know, this is something we do. And I think we're going to continue to do it. I haven't been convinced otherwise. And, uh, you know, if other people don't like it, I guess, uh, you know, I guess it sucks to be, that. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. You know, if you don't, if you don't want to do it, don't do it. Um, but we're going to do it. And again, I think, um, I think it's okay. As long as you go in understanding the rest again, you know, if, if, if someone if, if someone wants to take that middle seat and they don't want to switch, then uh, 
you know, I guess the, the, the risk or the game, you know, it, we lose the game, you know, the risk didn't pay off for us, but, uh, um, you know, I think every time, you know, every time we, we either gotten that, that empty middle seat, which gives us a little extra room or, um, or the person who has agreed to, to switch. So we do end up seating together. So it seems like, um, you know, win-win either way, but, uh, so that's, yeah, that's just a, a again, I, I don't know if that counts as a story, but that's, you know, a little, uh, you know, a little game, a little thing we do when, uh, you know, usually it's flying, but I guess it could apply to other situations where, uh, where you're forced to pick seats. So I don't think we haven't done it in like, uh, I know these days, uh, we, you know, you have to pick seats uh, around us, the, the theaters, uh, movie theaters, going to a movie, you have to pick. Do you also, do you your, also your, have your, empty your seats, seats between the two of you there? We, we haven't. No, we haven't tried it in a movie theater. I don't know if we we would want to risk it there. Yeah, movie theaters we we, we always pick seats together. But uh, yeah, on an air for some reason, yeah, I don't know. You think uh, an airplane? Um, you know, if we're flying, usually most flights it's probably going to be longer than a movie. Although uh, the way movies go these days, sometimes they're pushing three hours. But yeah, usually <laughs> usually if we're flying, it's a flight. Usually when we're flying, the flight is longer than than a movie. But uh, for some reason, we feel comfortable risking it with uh, with a flight. But we, yeah, we've never done it in a movie theater. We always pick seats next to each other when we, uh, you know, need to pick seats. You know, whether it's a movie or a theater for, um, uh, you know, a play or some other performance. You know, in a theater where we need to pick seats. In those cases, we always pick seats together. But um, yeah, for 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 a flight for airline um, for you know seats on a plane, we, we we take the chance. We play that game, and uh, I guess you know, just knock on wood. So far, it's always worked out for us. Great. I actually thought you were going to, when you were talking about the fact that you guys wanted seats on, on opposite sides, you know, of the aisle in the, and the window, I thought the idea was so that you can, you know, hold hands over the person who's sitting there in between you. You know, that's, that's what I thought we were going at the beginning. So, okay. Well, uh, I think that's, I think that's, that's, that's one of the complaints that some of the things, I think that's one of the complaints that people have is that they've, you know, people who have ended up in a middle seat, between two people that know each other or two people that are a couple and then they end up holding hands or passing things back and forth or having a conversation kind of over or around this person that's stuck in the middle but um not that i mean we we, we generally we, we'll have some conversation we may talk so much but somewhat but for the most part once we get on a plane it's um the you know the headphones go on and uh, you know, she's listening to music. I'm listening to a podcast and we're both just trying to sleep and making the time pass as quickly as possible until we reach our destination. I don't think I, another one of us is a big fan of, of flying. You know, we'll do it if it's necessary to get to a destination. But, you know, the, the flying experience itself, uh, you know, we don't enjoy. So, um, yeah, generally it's we've just got headphones on. We're just going to be enjoying our entertainment until we reach our destination. So. Um, yeah, we're we're not going to be trying to uh, you know hold a conversation over the the poor person that gets stuck between us. So uh, maybe that makes it a little less uh, controversial there. <laughs> <laughs> quite possible. Quite possible. All quite right, possible. that's great. That is great. Thank you very much for that, Sean. Yeah, I so, don't know Sean, it's great, but it's <laughs> it is. It is. It is. Of course, it is. <laughs> yeah. Or at least I think it is. How's that? Okay. All right. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> All right. So you want to once again tell people where they can find Sean German? Uh, yeah. So once again, uh, well, actually, I did another thing. I covered a film one minute at a time, similar to uh, what movie Rob here is doing with When Harry Met Sally. But in that case, it was the film Groundhog Day, 
um, which I covered one minute at a time with a great co-host Dave Palace. Um, and we called that Groundhog Minute because having two, two units of time after each other seems weird. Groundhog Day Minute seems like strange a strange name. So we just went with Groundhog Minute and that is at groundhogminute.com and Groundhog Minute on, uh, on social medias and so forth. So uh, yeah, if you, like, uh, if you like Groundhogs, then, uh, then check that out, Groundhog Minute. If you like Groundhogs, maybe like Phil Collins, Phil Connors. <laughs> Phil Connors. Phil Collins also, but Phil Connors. If you like Phil Collins, if you like Genesis or Peter Gabriel even, or um or Bill Murray <laughs> or Bill Murray Murphy, as I would often call him for some reason the podcast. Um yeah, you can you can check that out. All right, great. And while you're doing that, you can go rate, review, and subscribe to any podcast you might be using to listen to the show. Finding me is very simple. Just do a quick search for Movie Rob Minute. You can find me on Facebook. You can find me on Twitter. And you can find me on my website, MovieRobMinute.com. So, Sean, you feel like coming back tomorrow to finish off the week? Absolutely. I mean, I've already – I get the, the tux is rented. It's not due back till Saturday, so um, I might as well stick around. All right. So we'll see you at the wedding. But until then, I'll have what she's having. Gave I'll have what she's with all your faults, I love you still. It had to be you, wonderful you, had to be you. <laughs>